welcome to Business Line Podcasts. With layoffs and recession fears, one would imagine employees settling for less during salary negotiations. But that's not the case at all. They're asking for more. As of January, the IT engineers were still expecting a 50% hike for any job change. Moreover, less than 70% of them accepted the offers they negotiated, which means they declined because they expected more. Job insecurity is on the rise. Most of us know that 95% of startups fail and employees are trying to mitigate the risk associated with joining startups, especially at a time like this, by asking for more, by asking for a significant hike. In this episode, Kamal Karanth, host of the People at Work podcast series, discusses a better and fairer approach to layoffs with seasoned HR professional Ravi Kumar. As Chief People Officer at Page Industries Limited and with 25 years of experience in the HR field, Ravi speaks on good authority in this regard. People at Work is a special series from Business Line. Each week, Kamal Karanth, a veteran talent specialist and co-founder of a staffing solutions firm Exfino, talks to business leaders and experts about the most trending human resource topics. Over to you, Kamal. Hi, Ravi. First of all, thank you for being here at People at Work, the Hindu Business Lens podcast that I host every month. So let's dive in. Thank you, Kamal. Thank you for having me on the event today. As always, awesome to speak to you. Nice to be here as well. Ravi, I called you for this uh, podcast for the reason that, you know, you've been a veteran in the uh, pharmaceutical and diagnostic industry for a long time and now in, in, the, in the consumer industry. So, you know, I was watching this interview on CNBC recently with one of the institutional investors quoting that he invests more in consumer tech and finance. And he went on to say that, uh, you know, if you look at the Fortune 500 companies, uh, the companies which have stayed, made more money are mostly in this space. And he says that's where the long term story lies. But however, you know, if you look at what's happening around you and me, where we're reading a lot of uh, layoffs, and I actually tracked over the last decade or so where exactly the layoffs have happened. What I mean by that is the kind of companies that have laid off. And I tracked that uh, most of the companies came from tech, telecom, automotive, we can imagine they're going up and down, finance, uh, and they've had the highest number of, uh, you know, uh, layoffs so far. What do you think that tech and finance industries can learn from consumer or pharma industry when it comes to hiring and more importantly, talent management. Thank you, Kamal. So I think, you know, uh, a lot is also about uh, what is reported in the press. It's not always about tech. I think there are numbers uh, which do not come out and reach us from other industries as well. So it's just a disclaimer I just want to put together here. Tech is something that we see a lot. These are big organizations with um, a whole lot of uh, media presence and therefore you tend to hear more about them. Uh, Having said that, uh, tech continues to have its biggest investments in people unlike other organizations like automotive, consumer, maybe manufacturing, engineering where there is a split between uh, wage costs as well as uh, costs which are, you know, for machines, for example, or setting up a site. You know, there are layoffs in, in all areas. So we keep hearing that. Uh, I still think that, you know, it's it's probably what, you know, the analyst is saying to you could also be true in the long run. Uh, you know, maybe it is more profitable to put their money there. However, when it comes to, you know, consumer or, you know, if I may also uh, quote healthcare, etc. 
I would say these are organizations that look uh, far beyond, uh, you know, the near term horizon, uh, maybe with tech and maybe with other, uh, you know, startups or maybe even fintech, uh, you're looking at horizons which are a little smaller because that's how investors would like to look at it. But in consumer, which is a more mature business, um, retail, etc., you are looking at far more long term and therefore uh, the way you look at talent, the way you look at hiring, uh, is, is a little more conservative and also long-term. So what also happens, Kamal, is that uh, we need not uh, look at layoffs as one way to reduce costs. You know, there are other ways that happen in the consumer industry in terms of managing costs. It could be distribution costs. It could be, you know, warehousing costs. It could be manufacturing costs that can still be managed without looking at, um, you know, people. So that's one thing I'm sure all of us can learn from these industries. Uh, secondly, I think it's also about looking at people in the long term, uh, investing in people and really, really seeing that they move within the organization. I think that is another thing that uh, I would say some of the new age organizations can still learn from these industries. Thank you, Ravid. So that sort of resonates with me as well. But, you know, as I was deeply looking at, uh, you know, some of the enterprises that laid off, uh, you know, you know, in recent times, were also the, you know, organizations which laid off during the initial set of, uh, you know, COVID uh, uh, pandemic time. Uh, many of them have also scaled up during the post-COVID ramp up. That means, you know, they laid off during COVID uh, onset. They again scaled up when the pent-up demand came. And now some of them are again laying off. So in that order. So do you think in the Indian context recruiting or what I would call as scaling up and down has become easier. Uh, hence, organizations don't hesitate while retrenching. Uh, as during the next bull market, they can recruit again without a fuss. Do you think that's how the thinking is or I'm sort of exaggerating what's happening around? I think it's a mix of things, Kamal. You know, uh, different industries, um, you know, work on different parameters. You know, investors for different uh, industries also look at different parameters. Uh, so I think it would be uh, incorrect to sort of paint everyone with the same brush. Um, you know, coming to the COVID topic, uh, I still think the, um, uh, the, you know, what's happened with all of us in all industries is that COVID has opened our eyes to, you know, many new possibilities. Yeah. So whether as, uh, you know, industries, whether as um, employees as well, whether as uh, consultants as well, I think, you know, a lot of options have now become open to all of us. Industries can hire from different places and then, you know, you can still train people, upskill them, reskill them and then put them into your workforce. Employees now realize that, you know, they don't have one career option throughout their lives. They have multiple options. There are different ways of looking at work, different ways of looking at life as well. And I think, you know, if I just look at these two parties, uh, I think for both, it has become a little easier uh, to look at uh, work life and, you know, look at careers as well uh, in terms of the new normal. And, you know, by that, I mean that, you know, I don't need to have a constant job with me all the time as an employee, right? I can change my career, do something new, try something new. All this is also because of the resilience that's built up after the pandemic. As an industry, uh, you know, maybe, you know, there are organizations which feel uh, that it's it's also a little more easier to bring in talent from different uh, sectors, different capabilities, and then build capability internal as well. So I think it's become a little easier to do that. As a result, um, coming to your point, 
uh, I think organizations are finding it a little easier to recruit because they have loosened up a little bit in terms of their criteria. And and as as an employee as well, I would say I'm probably more open to you know different roles, different ways of uh, looking at my career as well. So possibly that's a big change that is happening all across. Maybe true, Ravi. But you know what I'm still finding as a recruiter is that uh, even as of January, when all the bad news around. Uh, hiring and layoff is around us, I still find that only 70% of people who've been offered a job are still joining. That means, you know, it is still not that easy to hire people. It's uh, this is what I would uh, share as a recruiter. But, you know, uh, moving on, uh, one uh, strange observation, uh, or maybe not so strange, is that during the bear run, uh, companies end up retrenching most of the bottom of the pyramid, you know, uh, if I would say entry-level people and maybe mid-level, and leadership is mostly untouched, right? Uh, but one one uh, one strange thing happened yesterday. You know, Goldman Sachs cut its CEO's compensation by 29%, you know, so 35 million to 25 million. Some would say it's a change, but in fact, it was most of his variables. I would like to believe this is more of an outlier in a way, but uh, won't one say more if you retrench more mid and senior level people? Uh, why? Uh, it's always bottom of the pyramid people who get retrenched. Um, yeah, Kamal, unfortunately, that's how it looks. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, being in different industries, you know, I can also vouch for organizations that also look at uh, mid and senior roles. Uh, so I was with a healthcare company before uh, my current organization and I was part of an activity where we had to uh, really look at um, our organization, people, etc., and uh, we looked at people all across, interestingly, and this was just after COVID. Uh, we looked at people at senior roles um, based on the role. We looked at people in mid roles as well. And of course, uh, a lot of colleagues on the front line as well. And interestingly, uh, we went by, you know, what would be um, making sense to the consumer or the customer. Uh, and, you know, what would come up in the future in terms of uh, kinds of products and you know, map that to capabilities and then look at who can actually upgrade to those levels and keep those uh, roles. And, um, you know, unfortunately, have to say bye to the others. Uh, so I think I think it all depends on, you know, uh, where the uh, extra uh, cost is that, you know, people are seeing in an organization. Maybe for the new age organizations, it's volume. You hire a lot of people when there's an uptick and you have a lot of orders coming in. And then when the orders go down, uh, maybe the frontline are the ones who are without work and maybe this is what happens. Uh, but I'm sure there are enough organizations like my previous one where we focused on roles, not necessarily in the frontline. Uh, so I think, I think it's a mix of both. Uh, again, um, enough examples on both sides, I would say, Kamal. Uh, but yeah, this is what we hear and this is what we are hearing from the media as well. Uh, it's, it's easier to report big numbers which are on the front line. And, um, you know, when you have smaller numbers that are being retrenched, you know, it possibly doesn't make for great press. And therefore, you know, the mid-level or senior level roles that are being retrenched are not reported as well. So my feeling, Kamal, and I might be right or wrong, I don't know. But there is enough uh, happening at, at all levels in the organization. Maybe those well-known CEOs that we see on, on uh, media all the time are not the ones taking cuts like the example that you gave or not losing their jobs. Uh, but I have uh, seen organizations where uh, senior roles 
uh, as examples have have uh, you know been retrenched first and then you know they moved on to other roles within the organization yeah well my own personal experience has, has been on the other side Ravi where I remember once in another organization that I was working where heavy retrenchment was happening and uh, the CHRO and the CFO came and said uh, instead of uh, you know letting them go could we look at senior level cuts and they were honest in that and they were not even posturing and I remember the uh, leadership would come down from overseas said no uh, the senior leadership is the most important you can steer everything tomorrow so you are very critical to us uh, sort of reassuring them so uh, in a way from that day it went into my head that you know that uh, mostly you know the senior level people should be retained and they can turn it around maybe what you say is right and we have seen many examples where uh, leaders have been asked to go as well but we know that uh, like you rightly said the numbers uh, make a nice story when we say 10% of workforce cut 5% cut so many thousands of people have been laid off right so uh, let's move on from that you know so uh, i wanted to talk a little more on you know the retrenchment package which uh, you know, happens during the severance you know when we talk about retrenchment uh, uh, Clearly, we also want to know what is the severance that's being offered. In one of the organizations that I was negotiating, which had a history of, uh, you know, uh, possibly sacking CEOs uh, while negotiating the offer. In fact, I asked them even for a retrenchment package. You know? and in fact, I asked if within the first year, if they, you know, asked me to go, they need to pay me so and so. Number. Of course, I didn't join them, but uh, they were actually willing to pay for that, Ravi. You know? So uh, in that sense, I, I really... Uh, think maybe the time has come for enterprise to announce a formal retrenchment policy so that people know while joining the benefits if they're laid off and maybe help them to decide to accept the offer or decline. Or do you think uh, that will be too radical? Uh, thanks, Kaman. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, you're absolutely right at, at very senior levels like CEOs or maybe even CXO levels. It's quite possible that, um, you know, these these um, retrenchment packages are quite common in India right now. Uh, I still feel, um, you know, as the industry matures in India, our work practices uh, are also aligning with, um, you know, several of those in the West. And uh, a lot of this is also because of multinationals in India. And I think, uh, you know, it's it's quite commonplace now to even ask about this in an interview maybe not so commonplace at junior levels and possibly it's it will be great i'd love to see an organization putting together a retrenchment package for people at all levels and mentioning it upfront saying that if something like this happens then you know we are ready and you're ready and you know what you're getting uh, i think that kind of a transparency kamal is always welcome are we there possibly not um, I know only of a handful of organizations who do it at possibly senior levels. Uh, if we have seen anyone at junior levels or mid levels, um, you know, organizations doing it at that at those levels, I'm not so sure. But um, uh, you know, clearly that's the way to go. If you ask me, it helps both the employee and the organization to be clear about what's going to happen in the future. Quite agree, Ravi. It's still not uh, uniform, and uh, by and large. Uh... Uh, I see that uh, multinationals and large Indian companies uh, have a formal retrenchment policy and at best uh, the new age startup companies uh, are doing is that they employ outplacement uh, or a career transition agency to sort of soften the blow. Uh, retrenchment uh, you know, or severance policy per se is yet to become uh, universal you know, as I observe but I, I'm sure you know 
uh, this, with the waves of layoffs and hiring happening that may have to become more uniform than before. So uh, wanted to ask you with all the uh, noise around uh, funding and more uh, publicity for startups which are laying off, uh, what I see is that uh, when we hire people for startups or even companies which are big names, we experience candidates asking for huge salary jumps to mitigate the risk. Even if the brands are marquee ones, most don't drop their asking salary. You know, in fact, uh, uh, they claim the risks are uh, more or equal sometimes. What's your take and what do you think about this trend of uh, whether it's here to stay, where people mitigating the risks by asking for more money? Yeah, so, Kamal, this is a typical um, you know, human response to danger, right? So I, I see something that's um, you know, likely to come up in the future. I'm also seeing something right in front of me. Uh, maybe I've heard about this organization before I come there for an interview or you know, even to join them. Maybe I've heard, heard about them. Maybe I've read about what they did last few years. Um, and, you know, to mitigate that risk, you know, I might have to, uh, you know, support myself with, uh, with, with something like this. So uh, asking for compensation, which is, uh, you know, pretty large uh, in terms of a jump from the previous uh, is quite normal now. Uh, in fact, I think um, there are organizations who don't worry about it too much. They generally benchmark with what's happening in the market, maybe at a 50th percentile or so. And, and you know, it's not so much about the jump from where the person is. Um, it's more about the value of the person in the market, looking at market trends. So, uh, you know, th this is very normal now. Uh, and I think it's, it's also a bit psychological, like you rightly said. I'm just trying to mitigate that um, risk, uh, which I foresee or I'm likely to see in the future. Nothing wrong with that. It's already happening, Kamal. Um, you know, we see a lot of candidates who do this, a lot of candidates who ask if something goes wrong, then how do you deal with it as an organization? Uh, do you have a policy that, um, you know, supports people when uh, a downturn happens? What have you done in the past? And a very specific question as well, Kamal, what have you done with your people and talent during COVID? How did you deal with it? How many people did you have? And, you know, after COVID, what happened? How did you pay their salaries? Uh, so I think, you know, this has become very commonplace, especially in interviews. We are seeing it come in on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and it's in the mind of everyone. And rightfully so, you know, if I was a candidate, I would do the same. I would really be concerned about, um, you know, where am I going? Which organization? Are they really taking care of people? What's their history? Uh, something goes wrong, then how do I get protected? And I think it's absolutely fair for people to ask. Uh, it's the latest situation. Uh, COVID has brought this into our minds. It has, uh, you know, changed a lot of things in the workforce for us in different ways. Uh, I'm talking about all industries. And I think it has done the same for uh, the employee population as well. Thank you, Ravi. And that was all for today. And uh, really want to thank you for your valuable time and insights. And on behalf of uh, the business line, I thank you for being on People at Work today. Thank you, Kamil. The pleasure and honor is all mine. And uh, thanks to Business Line as well for having me here. If you like what you heard, share the link and check out our website, thehindubusinessline.com. Thank you for tuning in. You'll hear more from us next time.